What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Courtside with Camden. You guys know the drill. I'm your host, Anna. Today's guest voice is so distinguishable. I might not even have to introduce him if you're a Penn State fan, but it is John Hara. Welcome to Courtside, John. What's up? Thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm pumped up. Let's go. Uh, I, I know you are. You stay pumped up. <laughs> so, John, I heard a rumor that you don't like the name King of Delco, which Penn State has, like, branded you as. So talk to me about that. Uh... Okay. I I love Delco and I love where I'm from, but I just, I never like would call myself King, like King of Delco. King of <laughs> That's just not me. But um, I think it's funny when I go out and people are like, King of Delco. I like, I like try, I'm like, yeah, no. but yeah, I would never give myself that nickname. Uh, okay. So it's, it's your humility that stands in the way. Okay. Yeah. I would say so. I never would be like King John. Like that's, okay. I don't know. Gotcha. Well, that's admirable. But speaking of Delco, tell me about where you're from, your family, kind of your life before Penn State. Yeah, for sure. So Delco is uh, right outside of Philadelphia. People know it as like a blue collar town. Um, where are you from? Not Delco, but... Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Okay, that's right. All right. Yeah, so Delco like gets a reputation of like the blue collar, like and then you get some dudes that are just crazy and Philly sports fans that they eat Wawa, like all that stuff. <laughs> they they, eat Wawa. they eat Wawa. Like, but that, have you seen the uh, dude on TikTok, Sam Burns, who like talks like, this is a Delco dad. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I have, I but you know it. I'm going to go look it up after this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I want you to look it up. He, I grew up playing baseball with him and he just like represents Delco and like in a funny way, but. Uh, yeah, so I grew up there. Sports was always in my family. My dad was six nine. My mom was six foot. Uh, both played somewhat in college. And then um, growing up, I play. I was really into lacrosse. Um, always wanted to go play University of Virginia lacrosse. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was a lax bro. I even grew out the hair, which was an <laughs> awful look. I think we need a picture of that to plug it. <laughs> right, I'll try. I'll try to get one. It's a really bad look. Um, and then high school, I was like in sports, but not really involved. And then my high school uh, football coach was like, dude, you got to get in the weight room. And because I kept growing, uh, I got to be like six, six as a junior. And they're like, yeah, use it, uh, try to play football. And then I got in the weight room with football, basketball, got AAU and then got really lucky and got to be at Penn State uh, through Coach Chambers, who offered me a scholarship. And then the, the five, next five years are history. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, quite literally history, as you are in plenty of history books, but still yeah. focusing on the high school part. So you were committed, actually, and had multiple Division One offers for football. Am I correct? I did, yeah. I was going to go to West Point to go play football. Um, pretty wild. <laughs> Very wild. So what, you know, you mentioned Chambers. What was what turned you around and made you eventually commit and come to Penn State for basketball, an entirely different sport? Yeah, I got uh, the chance to play uh, senior AU, which like, as you know, you usually stop playing your junior year, but I was young enough to go play senior year. And my coach was like, dude, we might get you a spot somewhere, like just come try it out. And I got to do like the first two sessions with Philly Pride. And uh, I got a favor, my high school coach, coach's brother played with Coach Chambers got a tryout and all that stuff. And I think my heart was always in basketball, mm -hmm. to it, like simply. I just, I didn't want to give up on it. Um, so I kept doing it. What, what sport would you play if you didn't play basketball? 
Well, funny enough, I did play lacrosse for a while, like my whole life. Um, yeah. And my two older sisters played lacrosse in college. So that would have been like the easy answer. But I, I think if I hadn't played basketball, seriously, my second sport would have been volleyball. And I think I would have loved volleyball more than lacrosse. Yeah, so. I cannot play volleyball. I, just, <laughs> I tried it and I thought it would be easy because of the tallness. But mm -hmm. um, there's, definitely, there's definitely some skill to it, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's super fun, especially if you're playing on the beach. That's my favorite. That's yeah, my yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so then you get to Penn State, um, and you, I mean, and lots of accolades. Number one in games played, number two in field goal percentage. Looking back on your, what was it, five years? Five, five years that you played? Yeah. Um, you know, 10 years, same thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you proudest of? Huh. I, I actually answered this question like a week ago, and the answer is simply that we all like each other. Like all, what, what do we say, 30 of my teammates we all like each other, no matter who we are. Everyone came up for a blue-white weekend. I got to like say hello. Not everyone, but most of the guys came up for blue-white weekend. We just like took a trip to Miami with Jamari, who went to Ohio State, and uh, Pat, who's at Fordham. Like all these guys went to different schools, but we all like each other. So I think that just like speaks about the culture. Um, I mean, you're you're on the team right now. You have people transferring in, transferring out, but. I, th I hope when you're in my position, like about to leave, that you still are connected with everyone. Cause I don't know, it, it speaks, speaks about like the journey that you had at Penn State and that you guys went through something uh, for a reason. You know, that's mm -hmm. what I'm proud about. So how much of that chemistry, culture and liking each other comes down to leadership? Oh, I would say <laughs> a lot of it. I don't know if you know this, Anna, but my three coaches, I guess all four, you can count them, all have head coaching jobs in Division One basketball now. Coach Chambers down at FGCU, Ferry's at um, UMBC, Ergo just got the Fordham job and now Shrews. Like, mm -hmm. we had, I was very lucky to be surrounded by those uh, men and all those leaders because it wouldn't have happened without their leadership and without them wanting to uh, lead us to become leaders. Yeah, for sure. Very impressive uh, coaching resume as they, like you said, they've all ended up somewhere. But for you as a captain and you as an individual leader, what were the biggest takeaways or lessons that you might've learned from all of those men? Yeah, I would say my number one lesson, whatever, just about being a human, I tell everyone I know is this one quote and it goes, the quality of your habits will determine the quality of your life. I think it's so like just in your face because Right when I say it, you can think about like what you do hab habitually every day, how you wake up, how you go to bed, what you do in between that. And I think if you look at someone that you want to be or you want to get to, just look at their habits and it's going to tell the story. Yeah, wise words. What would you say was the most challenging part of your job as a leader, um, you know, at Penn State? Yeah, I would say the losses I, when you're, I'm sure because now you're the captain, right? And the I was going to say, who are you telling? <laughs> the losses hit hard. Yeah. Um, especially when you actually take ownership of them. Because you could just lose, and then you could go home, and you could be like, man, this dude doesn't get the job done. Or this girl doesn't get the job done. You know, they're not mm -hmm. doing what, like, coaches not buying in. You're looking for any other reason. And then when you take that actual ownership and being a leader and putting it on yourself, you're like, uh, it hits hard, but it also makes you want to get up and, and do better in the next 
uh, next day, next game. What would you think the hardest thing about leadership is? I mean, that is a very good one. I think like dealing with the losses and then I think being strong enough to take the responsibility for everything that goes wrong is very challenging as a leader. Um, but funny enough, I would say also the chemistry piece. I think in basketball, you have people from so many different places, from different walks of life. Um, we have different sexualities on our team. We have different races. We have different, literally everything. And getting that to be a cohesive unit, um, I think is a really challenging part of a leader. And obviously you can all be best friends off the court, but how to make that cohesive and like high chemistry when the ball is dribbling is I think a really challenging part of leadership. No, that's what it's about. Getting everyone on the board, the buy. Yeah, for sure. What would you say kind of branching off from leadership and just more as a student athlete in the life of that? Um, obviously there's a lot in the media right now about mental health and suicides that might've happened um, among student athletes. What was the most trying thing that you went through as a student athlete? Yeah, I would say in college, it's actually, and I'm so uh, performance oriented and goal oriented that my sophomore year when I wasn't getting the job done and I could hear like the locker room being like, John plays and he sucks. Like, you know, just it, it is what it is. I wasn't getting the job done. I was playing really bad. And I go back to my habits. They were awful. I was like a little kid. Like I didn't do anything to help me. Um, so I would say that that like two, three months span from January to March was just it was hard. Like I didn't want to it being going on the court was taking it like all out of me that like when I was off the court, I didn't even want to do anything. I was just like, no, nah, I just want to hang out, lay in bed, like do whatever. So I would say that's that's the most difficult. But to combat that, if I knew what I knew now is just to like talk to people, talk to your coaches about how you can get better, talk to your mm -hmm. team about what they want from you, talk to your family about just what they're up to, like get outside yourself, um, talk to your friends, like just you're so in your head when you're in that like situation. I feel like every athlete's been in a situation where you're in a slump and you're so in your head, like your self-talk matters yeah. so much. So actually talking to someone else, I think is uh, one of the most beneficial things. Yeah, utilizing the resources that are at your feet is so important in college, especially at a place like Penn State or any any Power Five school. You have everything available to you, and you have to utilize that for sure. What was your like biggest slump, and how'd you get out of it? Do you have an answer for how you got out of it? Well, um, full transparency, I would say my biggest slump was this past season. Um, I think because there was a lot higher expectations than there had been in prior years for me. Um, and I, I, I mean, for myself that I expected and I just didn't deliver. We didn't deliver wins and losses. I didn't deliver individual performances that I had um, been expecting. And so I think for me right now, what I'm kind of diving into in the off season is like you said, all mental, meeting with sports psychologists, reading books, just diving into that game and why there was such a gap between my ability and my performance is kind of what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, no doubt. I, and I was into some crazy SHIT. I was into like <laughs> breathing with like a monitor on my finger. Yeah. I, was, I was into, I had a, if you need, I'm sure you have a sports psychologist, but I had a great sports psychologist that started doing like wild stuff. I was reading books that like pertain like to crazy stuff. Like I look back on it and I'm happy I did all of it, but some of the stuff I was doing was like, 
crazy. Like I would try to do anything just to get out of the slump. So every athlete's been there. It's part of the yeah. people that get out of it quicker that are the better athletes in my head. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you said like it was crazy. Well, the most successful people are always called crazy because you're literally obsessed with fixing whatever problem or obstacle is in your way. So um, you've mentioned habits a few times now. What are your most successful habits that you think have gotten you to where you are now? Yeah, I mentioned it before, but I think breathing, especially now, because I feel like everyone our age and younger around our age has like extreme anxiety about whatever. Mm -hmm like, I don't know, social media, whatever causes it. Um, so I think a lot of breathing and breath work, I, I hooked up like stuff to my finger, to my arm to like tell me my rhythm and all that stuff. That that definitely helps calm me down. Um, and then stretching, I try to stretch more uh, before and after, just as an athlete, uh, helps you with your performance. And then also just like the simple thing when you wake up and when you go to bed, like <laughs> I've had some months where I will just wake up and just like, I don't know, do nothing. Like literally just lay in bed on my phone or like not eat breakfast, like just simple stuff like that instead of waking up and having this routine that will, will serve you instead of like, uh, I don't know, haunt you. And then going to bed too, like at, at a reasonable time. I'm like an old man. You can ask Andy, my roommate now. I was going to bed at like 9.30, 9.45. <laughs> like it was ridiculous but I, I got my good sleep I can tell you that got your eight hours <laughs> uh, no doubt I got my eight. How, how many hours do you sleep a night so during a season it's I have to get eight otherwise I am not happy um I'm also called a mother or a grandmother on my team so I I feel you but um out of season it fluctuates depending upon my schedule because I try to cram so much into my days out of season when I like don't have to be as hyper-focused on games and scouting reports so that changes more but eight hours in season not negotiable for sure do you keep like a schedule of your day like of just activities and everything yeah oh yeah I have I have a planner um and I'll try to like plan out my week and try to especially with stuff with like NIL and like business stuff nowadays I, I have to like plan out meetings or course side interviews or whatever it is about what's that like what's that been like Oh yeah, it's been so fun, so rewarding. Um, it was obviously overwhelming and chaotic at first, which it was for everyone because we were all figuring it out. But I've had a ton of fun. I worked my butt off before NIL passed to have a platform and following that I could you know, make money off of, which is not why I'm on social media, but it is a nice um, benefit for it. So it's been really fun, super exciting for sure. And it's like the business side, like when, mm -hmm. when basketball stops bouncing, you got a foot ahead of everyone. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I think the probably the most um, fun but unexpectedly fun part has been business. Like learning, like, like John, I didn't even know what an invoice was back in July. Like my dad was like, I was, I was like, how do I get paid? He was like, oh, you have to send them an invoice. I was like, well, what the heck is an invoice? <laughs> like I was so uneducated on taxes and everything okay. and um, learning about all of that and becoming a lot more business savvy has been a huge accomplishment for me. Okay. Yeah. So okay. what, when you were at Penn State, what were some of your favorite, like, non-athletic activities? Okay. I loved Arts Fest because it okay. was <laughs> my birthday weekend. That's why. It, first of all, it's Arts Fest, right? It's fun. <laughs> but it was always my birthday weekend. That that was uh, definitely one of my favorite. Um, football games, obviously, the tailgates uh, going around. 
that's what Penn State, Penn State, like, obviously basketball is so fun and we get to do that, but the broader, like, the community is so big that you could do something every night. Like, if you wanted to, you could, oh, yeah, in your little planner, like, you could write down, <laughs> I got like a concert to go to, I got like a, a festival, I got like a, uh, was it farmer's shop like market market something. yeah There's something Close everywhere, enough. every no nah, i know everywhere <laughs> every day though so uh, there's so many things to pick from I, I did a lot too i always tried doing a lot like going to sports and stuff i think uh uh putting yourself in the community will only help you yeah i totally agree mm. um the one thing i also did want to talk about with your penn state experience before we move on to life now is Obviously, there was a scandal during your time with, with Coach Chambers, and a lot of things happened with that. Can you kind of just touch base on, number one, being a t- player on that team and having to adapt to that a month out from your first game? And then number two, just your thoughts on the whole matter. Yeah, I uh, I would say, explain it like this, Anna. Like, Coach Keegs is probably your girl. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, you, you've been through so much. Like, you, you've grown with her. She's helped you, so if all of a sudden coach Keeg said bye-bye and you you're left with like, I don't know, like what, what, what yeah. are you going to run to? Like coach Chambers, like raised me like a son. Like I talked to him yesterday about just life and how he can help me and stuff. Like he's involved in all my teammates life and just trying to help us. So, I mean, it definitely hurt. Um, I, it was all crazy, but I think it all worked out. Everyone's happy. And coach Shrews is awesome. He's killing it at Penn state. Uh, He's bringing in the recruiting class, bringing in all those uh, awesome kids. And he has awesome kids on the team right now who I played with last year. So I think everything worked out as it always w- will be, but definitely wild. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And uh, for people listening, Coach Shrews was an interview we did a couple months back. So go listen to that episode if you haven't already. <laughs> Got to plug that in. Coach Shrews is awesome. Oh, yeah. So now, you, like you said, you're in Tampa at this combine. Um, what is your plan moving forward? What are your goals moving forward? Talk to me about all that. Yeah, so I signed an agent um, to try to play basketball after college, uh, hopefully find somewhere overseas. And I got invited to this thing that the it's a second year down in Tampa um, uh, website like Basketball News. Uh, a bunch of people just run it. They're trying to get it going. They're trying to make it big. And it's kind of like the fringe overseas guys, maybe like some G League players, um, just trying to showcase their skills. Like we had a workout in front of the NBA scouts and and I felt like I was like LeBron James. <laughs> not even being funny, I did not shoot a post hook or a layup or a dunk. They had me shooting trail threes. Oh yeah? Uh, like shot fake slide threes, shot fake slide push cross to like a pull up step back I'm like I've never done this in my life I was gonna say how did that work out for you no it was crazy I think I did like better than I thought I was gonna do I'm not saying I did good I I did better than I thought I was gonna do and um I don't know it was it was wild though like (laughs) I thought the guy was joking when he told me to do a step back so I kind (laughs) of looked at him and I was like step back and then it was like mid like I was dribbling so I just like did a step back and I was like all right this is how it's gonna go you want right, switching sorry go ahead you want to play uh after 
Yeah, I think my plan right now is pretty open. I have, when I was like younger, I thought it'd be so, so cool to play overseas, like to go see parts of the world um, while playing a game that I love. So whatever comes my way, I would be open to. I love the game, but my focus right now is on making the NCAA tournament, so. No doubt. Do it. I didn't do it. Oh, yeah. I got you, Johnny. Don't worry. <laughs> do it for Penn State. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, switching gears from basketball, though. Midnight Domino Show. You are a podcaster yourself. I can tell by the way that you're throwing questions right back at me during this entire interview. No one has done that before, so I've loved it. What is the future of that podcast? How's MJ doing? Talk. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we need a rebranding. Someone okay. Someone <laughs> hit my DMs if anyone wants to take over the show because we need a rebranding. But MJ hit me up like two weeks ago, and I thought he was kind of done with it, but he hit me up and he said, "When are we getting on the pod?" So I was oh. Like, all right we got it but I think we need a rebranding I think we need you know you got it you're yours working courtside with Camden it works midnight domino what does that mean are we like I mean I don't know you here? tell me what is midnight domino oh it's like MJ's rap name that like <laughs> someone came up from it's it, we need a rebranding but but I would love to do it because mm. I think it's also if I'm somewhere else like I don't know for the for the listeners it would be a cool experience um and like i've gotten like emails and stuff like about it and i think that's so cool like these old time penn state fans who've been following basketball for 40 years like hit me up with an email like thanks for keeping us in the loop like we love to know what isaiah is doing like that stuff is um, yeah a lot of fun to me and i have fun with i pick people's brains like always want to 100 percent. yeah this that's why why'd you start doing a podcast so since I was super young, like I just wanted to be um, a reporter, like on camera and interviewing people. But the podcast idea came, I was actually in a COVID dorm with COVID and I was bored out of my mind. And then I thought, of course I was Camden. And I was like, okay, now I have to use the name. Um, and then I just like, like you said, I love picking people's brains. Like it's so fun to ask questions, hear thoughts, concerns. Um, I don't know I just really really enjoy the process of talking to people now the editing process not so much but I love the 30 minute interview that I get to do yeah no it's a lot of fun I could see you doing that like yes <laughs> and stuff yeah that's that's the dream so we'll see <laughs> That'd be awesome. but we are going to wrap this up with a quick game of this or that as I always do are you ready yeah you gotta tell me the rules it's pretty simple. Just this or that. You just pick one of the. You just pick one of the two options. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, like, okay. like this or that. Like, sorry, okay, I've never okay. had someone ask. Okay. What are the rules okay. of this? <laughs> um, I need to know what I'm doing all the time. No, I I, I appreciate the clarification. Let's go. But, let's go. Let's roll. All on. right. <laughs> Sheets or Wawa. Wawa. Okay, I get it. This is. Uh huh. Yeah. Easy. Pretty simple. All right. Beat Ohio State or beat Michigan State. <sighs> Beat Mission State. Okay. Beach or pool? Beach. Chipotle or Chick-fil-A? Chipotle. All right. Would you be the smart, rather be the smartest person in the room or the richest person in the room? Smartest, because if I'm the smartest, I can get to say the richest. Smart man. That would have <laughs> been my answer. All right. Last one. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. All right. I agree. Pancakes person as well. But John, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the best of luck at the combine and any future endeavors and with the rebranding of Midnight Domino Show. Uh, appreciate it, Anna. Go make the NCAA tournament. Uh, yes, sir. That's what I plan on. I'll be cheering on. Awesome. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to listen to the next episode of Courtside with Camden.